Well, good morning, everybody. For those of you I do not know, my name is Mike. It's an honor to welcome you here to North Star on Memorial Day weekend. We are so honored that out of all the things you could be doing this weekend that you chose to be here, it really does mean the world to us. If you got in a little late, we took the first part of our service and honored uh, for what Memorial Day is really all about. But there are people that were willing to give that ultimate sacrifice, and those are the people that have served in our armed forces. And so if you are a veteran or you are currently serving in the military, would you stand right now so we can honor you today? Would you let these people know how thankful you are for them? Thank you so much. Thank you. How many of you have children that are currently serving in the military? Raise your hand. All right, look around the room. Would you thank the Lord for these folks that were willing to do that? I've got a good friend over to my left. It's interesting. I'd say he changed seats on me today. Uh, Mike Shannon was just named the new president at the University of North Georgia, and he is a veteran of the Army. Would you stand, Mike? Would y'all let him know today how proud you are of him? That's awesome. It's our military college here in Georgia, and it just do a great job. And also, in, the, in that vein, we got another great friend that found their way home today, Marlon and Libby Longacre, some of our original, Marlon's on our original North Star staff, and they got a Sunday off today. Would y'all welcome Marlon and Libby and their family back to North Star? So good. When they were here, the little guys, they're all grown and, and uh, grown up now. Well, today we continue our Echo series. Remember, we've said echoes are the stories that are worth retelling. There are ways that we can live our lives that who we are and what we're about echoes for generations to come. The very first week we started was with uh, Stephanie and I. We talked about the life of Lydia. Lydia, this lady that was in the book of Acts, that her fate, the very first convert in Europe you trace it all the way back to Lydia. So the gospel spread through Europe because of one lady and her life echoed for generations and even still to this day as we read her story and she was a merchant, remember, of fine purple cloth and did so many amazing things. But she's written into scripture because her life echoed. Last week we talked about this, Larry and I broke down the life of the Samaritan woman and how this lady who had so much working against her, she met Jesus at the well and then went back to her Samaritan village and began to tell the story. Remember how it ended last week? She began to tell the story of the one who knew everything about her. And he loved her. We had such a great time. And today, we're gonna pick up another great character probably that you know the least. So I want you to do me a favor. Take your Bibles, turn to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 8. If you're new uh, to the Bible, just go to the New Testament, cut over. Most of you probably have it on your phone. And if you can't find Luke on your phone, good luck. All right, I don't really know how to help you. So there's Bible apps you can follow along with. The easiest way is to go to the App Store, North Star Church, Georgia, in the App Store. All, all everything that we're going to talk about today is in there, and all the notes are in there. We spent 
golly, six months, almost a year in the book of Acts. We sit here today because the gospel didn't stay in Jerusalem, right? It went out through persecution and all the other things. It went out and it began to spread. And we always assume that when anything great happens, there's always great names attached, right? We love, we love big names. We love celebrities. And we always think, well, if the gospel went out from Jerusalem and it began to spread, it was probably because of Paul, which it was. It was probably because of the apostles that we know, and it was. But there were some other players that were in the story that you may not remember. How many of y'all are big Atlanta Brave fans? Raise your hand if you're big Atlanta Brave fans. It's funny, we think of the World Series that they won a couple years ago, which was awesome when the Braves won the World Series. It was amazing. Here's the best part you don't know about the World Series story. Best part of the story is my daughter, my daughter can't stand baseball because she was drugged to baseball fields all over, all right? So this is the story. It's like, Dad, you, Casey's not even playing and you're still coaching. You're making us go spring break. She spent in Orlando at a baseball tournament, all right? And so she's a little, she's got, she's got some issues with baseball. Well, the night she got married, the Braves clinched the National League and her husband, in advance, Jen, had booked a hotel room at the Omni overlooking the field. So they got to celebrate with the Braves on her wedding night. I thought, baby, listen, listen, you can't get away from it, right? But you go back to World Series rosters, and there's always some names you forgot. There's some names that played a part in that season. You're like, oh my gosh, I don't even remember them being on the team. Their last championship was in 95. And you look back at some of the players, and you remember some of them, but a lot of them you forgot this character that we're going to talk about today was one of the forgotten ones but yet her role in the story is huge so we're going to pop two verses up on the screen we'll read we'll read up there and then we'll read here together in a second so the gospel begins to spread in the book of acts antioch becomes the main hub of the church acts chapter 13 Verse 1, there there were in the church of Antioch, prophets and teachers, Barnabas, we know Barnabas, the encourager, Simeon, who was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene. And then there's another name mentioned, Manan, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. Interesting. Don't, I forgot how to spell it. All right, so don't judge me. Don't be judgy in church. It's very rude. I was going to cheat off the screen. I, I'm a pro at cheating. But anyways, here we go. Manan. So he was a lifelong friend of Herod. You're like, Herod, hmm, I know that name. Yeah, you do. He helped behead John the Baptist. Y'all remember that guy? Uh, you remember Herod that was at the end in Jesus' trials and all the things that happened? Manan, most scholars think Manan was like a foster brother to Herod. If there was anybody who hated Jesus, 
Herod was on the list, right? They, he had nothing to do with Jesus. He didn't like him. He was trying to snuff him out. And yet, somebody that grew up in his house is mentioned with Barnabas and Simeon as part of the early church. How in the world did the story of Jesus get to this guy? It was like there were walls built around his life so he wouldn't bump into the story of Jesus, right? They couldn't stand Jesus. And yet, Manan found himself in the story. But it wasn't just Manan, it's Rome, Romans 16, verse 11. They'll pop it up on the screen. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet the Lord's people from the household of Narcissus. So we've got Herodian. Herodian was from family in Herod's house. And you have these two people that are instrumental in the early church. Luke mentions Manan. Paul mentions Herodian. How in the world did they find out? How in the world did they know about the story of Jesus? Well, there's only one common link that scholars can find that we think we can trace it back to. Would y'all stand with me in honor of reading God's word today? Luke chapter 8. I think we figured out who it was. Luke, the physician, carries details. This person is only mentioned in the book of Luke, which is interesting. And many people think a lot of the stories that Luke tell, tells come from her. Soon afterward, Jesus began a tour of the nearby towns and villages, preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. He took his, how many disciples with him? How many did he take? 12. They were all still together, right? The band, Judas ain't left the band yet. All right, he's still in there. Verse, verse 2. Along with some women who have been cured of evil spirits and diseases. All right, pause real quick. We always see Jesus with his band of mighty men, right? His, his 12 guys. What you don't know about the story, Luke tells us, is that he didn't travel with just the 12 guys. There was a group of women that traveled with him. Among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he cast out seven demons, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, of Herod's business manager, we'll talk about that here in a second, Susanna and many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. All of a sudden, a new name is mentioned in the story, and it's the name of Joanna. Her husband was a guy named Chusa, I guess his parents ran out of names and they couldn't choose up. But anyways, uh, here we go. All right, work with me here. Work with me. All right. So Chusa was, this was his job. He was the CFO for Herod. He was Herod's steward. He managed the money of the most evil man of that time. And his wife 
Joanna came to know Jesus. She was cured of either an evil disease, a disease or of evil spirits, one of the two. But she was along for the ride in the story. But it's not just there she's mentioned. Listen to this. So they rushed back from the tomb in Luke 24 to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, who's the next word there? Mary, the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what happened. Not only did she follow Jesus, all of a sudden she went to an empty tomb where they laid him on Friday, and he wasn't there. And everything changed about her life and her story and her influence. Would you pray with me? Father, we give you today. God, we took time to be at church, not just just check a box, but because we want our lives to echo. Father, we want our stories to outlive us. And the only way that happens when our stories connected to eternity. So Father, today, speak to us, teach us, grow us, and shape us to be who you created us to be. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray, amen. Before you're seated, find three people that were also too poor to go out of town this weekend. All right, do that real quick, say hey to them, and we'll get going. This, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, this is a fascinating story. The early church, the only way scholars can connect the dots to these guys was Joanna. All right? No lying in church. Don't act like you know something you don't. How many of you, when you walked in today and you heard the name Joanna and you thought of fabric? All right, raise your hand. That's what you thought. How many of y'all went, I really don't know the story of Joanna? Raise your hand. Me, me too. That's something you've read. It's something you thought about. It's something that you've heard about. But Joanna, this lesser known person, her life still echoes. In fact, just think, we sit in this room today, churches all over gather today telling the story of Jesus because of the early church and them taking the gospel out to the world. You connect the dots back to Joanna. Here's what Joanna had. Here's the word I want you to write down in your outline, then we're going to dive in the next. Ready? Here's the word. She had influence. Joanna had influence. Her life mattered to the people in her circle. See, I think so many times in our lives, we look at our lives and we're like, well, Mike, I, how can I have any influence? I, I'm just, I just stay at home with the kids. I heard a great pastor say, did you ever dream that maybe your kids would end up doing greater things than you ever did because you poured into them and you stayed into them and you, you left your life in them? that they would do great things? What, you influence those that are in your circle. And everybody look at me, everybody has a circle. Everybody has a circle. Some of our circles are small, some of our circles are big, but here's the key. 
Joanna used her circle. These two people have one thing in common. They're both from the house of Herod. Joanna lived in the court of Herod. Her husband was a CFO. His, her husband was the guy who took care of all the money. Joanna, somehow, some way, we don't even know all the details. It may have been over a meal. It may have been over a fire late at night. It may have been sitting on a brick wall. Joanna told the story about what had happened, and her life had influence. And I want you to write out beside that, in her circle. In her circle. In fact, when you think about sharing our faith, the whole point of sharing your faith is to take your life and tell the story of Jesus to your circle as you live out your lives. How did Joanna use her influence? First thing, it was about this. And this is your first blanks, ready? It's who she followed. A woman of that day, we talked about a lot about this the first week, a woman of that day had no standing in society, right? They couldn't testify in court. They couldn't be a witness to something. They, if a man was present, they had to be quiet. All, all the stuff, right? That was all the stuff going on around their lives. But her influence came from who she followed, we don't know exactly what had happened to Joanna, but we do know this. It's mentioned in Luke that he took his 12 disciples with him along with some of the women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. So somewhere along the way, something happened in Joanne, Joanna's life that changed everything. And she became a follower so literally, I want you to write out beside that. Maybe this will help. This helps me remember it, right? I want you to write out the phrase, in the dust of. In the dust of. So back during that time, there weren't paved streets except in Rome, right? Everything else was very, very dusty. Literally, the disciples mean learners, those who come behind. She is traveling with them, so as she's going, she is getting the dust of the rabbi all over her. She saw all the miracles. She saw all the stories. She saw all the stuff, everybody look at me, that you and I read, and she never got over it. She never got over what it was like to see a blind man see she never got over what it was like to see the deaf be able to hear, and she followed, but she just didn't follow. Here's the word I want you to write under it, and here's the word for you and I. She followed closely, close enough that Luke would mention her. That's interesting. It, for impact in that day, her name should not have been mentioned, nor any of the other ladies. Their names should not have been mentioned. But she followed closely. Your influence grows by who you follow. 
Do I follow once a week? Or do I open God's word and follow day by day? Can I ask you a question today? Is his dust on you? Or is it just stories you're familiar with? The closer you get to Jesus, the more he impacts you if you follow closely. Some of you are going to send kids off to college and they're going to join a fraternity or sorority and they're going to talk like everybody else in there, right? Because they're going to mimic those they're around. We begin to put off the traits of those that we follow. Not only was it who she followed, I love this, it's how she gave. This is, part of, this is part of the story that you don't ever think of. After the age of 30, what was Jesus' job? Preaching and teaching, right? His disciples all left their livelihood. Fishermen, they didn't leave as much. Tax collectors left a lot. How in the world did they fund what they did? Look, look at what Scripture says. This is fascinating. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's business manager, Susanna, and many others, who were, what's the next word? From their own resources, support Jesus and his disciples. Herod's pay to her husband helped fund what Jesus did. how she gave. I want you to think about this. So I'm a, I, I, every week I give you a, a little softball to make you feel good about yourself. All right, so let's, let's feel good about our spiritual knowledge here today. Do, do you believe she had great resources, earthly resources, based on her husband's occupation? Yes or no? Yes. And she put all that at stake to follow Jesus. What you think about that? Her society women, the, the Jerusalem Tennis Club, right? None of, them were, none of them were hanging out with Jesus. She left her social status to take what they had been blessed with and to give it to Jesus to fund what he did. He and the disciples Never thought about it. I'm just going to be honest. I've never thought about that. That there was somebody behind the story. But it's interesting. When you give, your life always keeps giving. The story keeps being told. So, Marla, it's funny. Marlon's here today. The very first event uh, in Cobb County they put on years and years and years ago was called Shop with a Cop. And they did it down in the south part of Cobb County. And I remember my mom and dad worked with Marlon and they gave the money, $700, if I remember the number right, 
700? My mom reminded me of that a couple times. But anyway, so they gave, when I was asking for money, she's like, I gave it to the church, baby. All right. And so they, they gave $700 for that very first shop with a cop. And every year, Marlon would call mom and dad. Now there's shop with a Mustang, shop with a buck, shop with uh, a, a warrior, shop with a jacket, all over. Now, now it's all gone out to high schools. And he would always call mom and dad and say, there's kids getting Christmas because years ago you gave $700 to get the whole thing started. Why, when you give, your life echoes. We sit in this room today and I never dreamed all of you would be here. I was preparing myself. I was the only one in town on Memorial Day. All right, and so I'm really thankful y'all are here. Very, very thankful, all right, for my psyche. The Braves have lost two in a row. I can't handle another loss on Sunday, all right? So it's been a rough weekend. But we sit in this room because somebody you don't even know, they gave. They gave when North Star was two trailers, 34-foot trailers, and a van that if it, a white van that if it drove up in your driveway, you would call the cops, all right? And so it was a nasty old white van that we'd drive around. The headlights were super dim. But they gave because they saw what you didn't see. You, they gave. When, you're, when you give, your life echoes. Joanna gave. She didn't, I guarantee you, if you ask her, why do you give? She's like, well, let me look at what Jesus did for me. Not only does she give, final point. It's what she said. Some of you sitting in this room have a story. Like God saved you out of a story. Your life was headed this way because of whatever, and you met Jesus and you went this way. Here's what I've learned about people with stories. They can't get over what Jesus did for them. They can't. Like, I don't care if the conversation is about, you know, how do you think the Falcons draft was, right? If that's the conversation. They're going to take it back to what Jesus did for them. Why? Because they never got over their story. Yes or no? Did Joanna have a story? All right, yes or no. Did Joanna have a story? Oh, yeah, she had a story. If you had a disease or you were overtaken with evil spirits, you didn't have good friends. She had been healed from it, which gave her a story. So there's a little fire burning, baby. I mean, there's a fire burning in Joanna's life. And then on Sunday morning, after she watched the man that she was walking in the dust with, healed by, and she's with all the other ladies to go put ointments on his body, and the tomb is empty? You just got gas poured on your story. And your fire now is blazing hot. And Manan and Herodian caught the sparks of her fire. And I don't think she was bashful talking about her story. How we live and what we say 
matters. Well, yeah, Mike, I I do believe that Jesus died and and he died for my sins and I get an eternity in heaven, but I, I just don't like to talk about it. Why? And I'm not talking about standing on a street corner with a bull. It's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about as we live out our lives. Our lives echo most when we give and when we share. Remember the influence. To the people in our, what was the word we used at the beginning? Anybody remember the people in our what? Circle. God's put you where he's put you. For a reason bigger than you. And everybody look at me, lock eyes with me, and I'm going to let you out a little bit early. That's my gift to you on Memorial Day for coming to church. I'm going to let you out early. But I want you to get this. He's put you where he's put you because somebody needs your story. Somebody needs your story. Somebody's life is going the opposite direction. Heaven is better than we could ever describe, ask, dream, or imagine. And hell is worse than we could ever ask, dream, or imagine. Somebody needs your story. There will be a day, Mike Lynch, senior pastor at North Shore Church, that day will be part of folklore. That day will come. Hopefully, not tomorrow, all right? So y'all don't hold the vote that I don't know about today. So hopefully it's, it's a long time in the future, but that day will come. So I ask myself the question, what's my life going to be remembered for? Standing up and being up here every weekend. Well, I hope that's part of it, but I hope it's more who I was Monday to Saturday with the people I was around. Did my life tell the story? Somebody's counting on yours. May your life echo like Joanna's. Would you pray with me? Just sit and talk to the Lord, would you? We've got a great crowd up in True North today, here in Compass today. I know many, many of you are watching online today. Just pause where you are, would you? Mike, I don't know if that could all be said about me. Why not start today? As your family gathers around to eat this afternoon or tomorrow, why don't you just begin around that circle? That's your circle. Father, I don't know Joanna. I've never seen an interview with Joanna. I just have this strange feeling she would have never dreamed her life mattered that much but it did and God we are still hearing the echoes of Joanna's story and until Jesus comes back the dots still connect Try some, many of them, back to Joanna. Father, I don't know who's in our future. I don't know what's in our future. I don't know what's to come, but I pray 
that our story is connected to somebody else's story. And the world may forget we were on the World Series roster. But you don't. Father, I pray for the influence of this church to continue to grow. Not because of a building, not because of an ad. But because of a Joanna telling a Maniah and a Maniah telling Herodian and from the least likely places people find their way home maybe you're in here today and you say Mike I don't know Jesus boy I would love to tell you about him it's a story Joanna never got over he never, she never got over that he, he lived for her died for her and then on that Sunday morning she found out he rose again just for her if you're here today and say Mike I have never met Jesus but today's a great day to do it because he did the same thing for you Father thanks for our time God may we never get over what you did for us it's in Jesus Name that I pray. And everybody said...